We will. We will unshock you. This is Unshocked. Hi, my name is Reggie. Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of Unshocked, the program where we peel back layers of obscurity about different cultures. Everyone has their own way of doing stuff. Uh, most of the time, we encounter each other from different cultural backgrounds. And that's when we notice our differences and then we come to culture shock. But as our title implies, this is unshocked. We're going to clear things up and hopefully people can just simply live together more easily. So I'm in Manila. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Reggie. <laughs> yes. Hi, how are you? Ellen is in Melbourne. Uh, how are things in Melbourne? Yes, all good. Thank you. And I'm also with Nathan. Nathan, who's in Newcastle in Australia. Hi, Nathan. Hello, Reggie. It's good to be with you. <laughs> hello, hello. So uh, we're actually from uh, different parts of the world right now. As is going to be standard with the rest of our other episodes, we're going to start off with a question. So let me just roll that question for everybody. Uh, hi, I'm from Australia, and this is my question. Um, I've heard from different sources that Filipinos don't normally use toilet paper when they do their business in the loo. Uh, is this true? Um, I also find it hard to imagine the very idea of running out of toilet paper feels like the worst luck ever. Um, I remember, you know, certainly during the early days of the COVID pandemic that people were panic buying so much toilet paper out of fear that stores were going to run out of supply and people were even starting fights in stores over it. So how do Filipinos manage without it? Okay, um, if you know this, that question was posed by Nathan. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Nathan. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Nathan was correct in saying that over here in the Philippines, we typically do not use toilet paper. It's true. I have to uh, put this to Ellen because Ellen was from the Philippines and she migrated to Australia. <laughs> and I just want to ask you, Ellen, to confirm what I've just said about Filipinos. Is it, I mean, to your knowledge, you do agree that in the Philippines, toilet paper is not really a staple in the toilet. Yeah, based on my experience, it is based on the people around me. So people yes, I yes. know will start with the family. So in the household, yes. we have toilet paper. So it's like speaking in, in terms of my experience. Uh -huh. So it's a bit of uh, yeah, the, the water and the toilet paper. So it's not entirely zero toilet paper. Okay, okay. So I know some people still use um, no toilet paper in the Philippines. So I guess it depends on how the, on, on certain households. It. Um, it is, yeah, it's really hard to generalize that, yeah, how do people, sorry, how do Filipinos do, do it? It's dependent on your, how you grew up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess, uh, to add to the two ways of doing it, the, the thing that I've discovered, which is not really new, is again yeah. doing both the water and the toilet paper. So, um, some people do the other, some people do the second one, and some people do both. So, um, but, but but from what I understand, you're saying that 
it's not really abnormal in a Filipino household if there's no toilet paper in the loo. So it's not really an abnormal thing. I guess normal is how you're accustomed to doing it from, from birth, from when you learn to do whatever it is you're doing. So it is going to be obviously not normal if you all of a sudden had to change it drastically. Nathan, okay. Um, you're native born in Australia and in uh, Australia, it's unheard of to have no toilet paper. That's from what I understand. Am I correct? Pretty much. Yeah, that's, it's, that's correct. It's unimaginable. It's like uh, the household well, is incomplete. Much, yeah. and, <laughs> and even um, social status is, is really no barrier. Like even, you know, the poorest of the poor yeah. will have toilet paper in their house. So, you know. Okay, let me go back to what you mentioned about you know the the toilet paper fights because this really happened. Um, Correct. It, it became a news item, uh, not just over you know over there. I mean, vi- video too, video yeah. reached it, CNN it was, US. It, it it was pretty much on everyone's minds when it was huge. Yeah, and <laughs> um, which I think the the particular fight you're referring to happened in Sydney. Okay. Uh, okay. In, in, in a suburb, in a <laughs> suburb where my my um where my sister lives, but I can assure you it wasn't her in the fight. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but that was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I probably would have to you know ask her to clear this up, but I, I think it's a store that she shopped in. Um, oh, yeah. really? I believe so. I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, the, the store has history now, you know. Somehow, it's, yeah. it's the location of uh, a historical milestone somehow in news because because well, it, I it, promise it, you, I promise you though that not everybody that yes. is in that suburb <laughs> okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Would you have any idea what really caused the panic somehow? I mean, I mean, there was an announcement of lockdowns. I understand that, you know. It's it's yes, it's yes. it happened all everywhere, all over the world. You know, people. Everybody had to scramble for their own, well, for their own needs. That, that's understandable. Yeah. But particularly, w- was there any indication, or you know, was, was there anything really solidly behind the the panic, the so-called toilet paper panic? Um, it's a good question, and I'm I'm not certain myself. Um, probably, you know, a question you should pose to a psychologist, I guess. But it was just uh-huh. fear. You know, it's just spontaneous somehow. It, yeah, I mean, people were not expecting a lockdown, you know, like uh-huh. 2020 started off really well and then, you know, these sort of reports started to come out of China and things built sort of slowly after a month and then all of a sudden it just everything changed really quickly. Life changed so suddenly that I think it, it really sparked a lot of fear in people. Um, I just think fear was behind it. But Okay, but, okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But in, in terms of, you know, yeah, it'd be interesting to really talk to a psychologist who's sort of <laughs> yeah. like these sorts of things. So, so you're finding it difficult to, to rationalize what drove people to buy up so much toilet paper. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't rationalize yeah, it myself. I mean, uh, you know, like, you know, um, yeah, it's really there weird. have been instances, you know, in our household where, you know, we've run out and we've coped. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay. Uh. Extremely, extremely rare. Yeah, this was like a long time ago. And, uh, so it was somebody forgot it, forgot to go shopping and or forgot to put it on the shopping list. Okay. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. That's uh, that's one good thing. It's good you're, and we you're had, mentioning we resorted it. To, we resorted to newspaper. Yeah, that, that was only for, you know, <laughs> that was only for a few hours until someone went shopping. But, you know. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, but uh, it didn't. I can't understand why anyone would, <laughs> would, would you know, want to get violent over such or, a trivial thing, you know, because, I mean, or, it, it's, it's pretty selfish to me, you know, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it certainly did. So I think it's more when you say virus and you, you want something, some tools, like a weapon to fight it, to fight okay. against it. So okay. infection, virus, so anything about cleanliness. So surprisingly, it's just a toilet paper that became really a, a buzz. But even hand sanitizers, soap, um, paper towels, they okay, all ran yeah. out. It's just mm-hmm. a toilet paper that I guess stood stood the the most because it's in in stacks and they they tend to be I don't know they're bulky so they they, they really occupy a lot of spaces on the aisles. But uh, later on, oh, oh, yeah, obviously the the next uh, items w- uh, tend to run out as well. And mm-hmm. what surprised me though was that it also occurred around the same time as in other cities around the world. And I thought, yes, yes, true. It's just true. so sim- simultaneous. And and yeah, why toilet paper? Um, um, it can be probably, you know, like isopropyl alcohol or anything more yeah, powerful. Yeah, it, it could have been something else. Yeah, they can introduce a cloth something to, to do with sanitation. Yeah. So yeah, it's still a, it's still a shock to me, but um, I would think it's yeah, anything that you'd use as a as a tool to fight whatever that this enemy you're faced with is is that is what yeah caused the panic buying. The panic sort of spread like wildfire in in many other places, not just in in Australia, and in CNN. I was watching CNN America, and um, it was during the time when the Suez Canal was blocked. Uh, there was a ship, uh, if you recall, that was blocking the Suez I Canal. Do, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all over the news. And then the reporter, the, the presenter, sorry, yeah, the presenter, actually brought it up again. You know, he he said. Uh, because the Suez Canal is blocked, the supply of toilet paper could again be under threat. <laughs> so so yes, it's, it's already in, in the back of your mind now. Mm-hmm. There's only that terrifying prospect that everyone could run out again, yet again. And I actually thought it was interesting how, you know, the Suez Canal being blocked, was that some kind of metaphor there or something? But... Okay, let, let me just uh, say this now. In the Philippines, we never had any type of panic. You know, we couldn't care less if Australians came over here and bought all of our toilet paper. <laughs> I can say that, really, yeah. We couldn't really care less if we could sell all the toilet paper we had here and put it over there or or any other place in the world where they needed it. I mean, we well, were... I mean- <laughs> we we well, were. I think that's a tribute to Filipino people. I think, you know, the, the fact that <laughs> but, it, it shows how you know how nice but, Filipino people are. Well, actually, it's not just Australia. I mean, to to, to be fair, you true. know, it wasn't just that's Australia. It, it was basically many cities where toilet paper is a staple in the household. But okay, to clarify, um, I interviewed one of my friends about this. 
we uh, talked about you know the differences between using toilet paper and going without it. There's probably uh, many people out there who are not familiar with uh, you know Filipino habits. So, for the benefit of everyone, and to and to make it clearer, we're we're gonna listen to that interview. By the way, by the way, um, this has always been the butt of jokes. <laughs> Because uh, comedians normally make fun of the fact that Filipinos don't have toilet paper in the bathroom. Uh, I remember one comedian who makes it uh, part of his show. He He's a Filipino and he grew up in the States. So, so whenever he comes and visits his relatives in the Philippines, he always uh, makes it uh, part of his act to mention that over in the Philippines, he doesn't really find toilet paper all the time when, when, when he uses the loo. Okay, so there, there are many times when he, he he doesn't find any toilet paper. It makes it a part of his act, but but it's just part of uh, good fun. But it's uh, still great if we could uh, hear about it from a Filipino proctologist. <laughs> okay, so he's very familiar with. Or behinds that that's what he works on all the time, and yeah, it would be really great to to get some science into this <laughs> somehow there's yeah so, somehow there's science in this, so I put the question to him about what he knows is the well the Filipino way of washing yourself without toilet paper. So let's hear what he has to say. Thank you so much for tuning in to our program. This is our maiden episode. And if you're enjoying our discussion so far, please do click, tap, or smash those like, follow, or subscribe buttons, whichever may be at hand. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. We've only just started getting everyone unchopped, so get ready. And now, back to our program. Let's uh, hear a bit from Dr. Uh, Carlo Cajucom. Uh, well, uh, regrettably, he can't appear in person, but we have his presence uh, recorded let me just load that up. Hi, uh, Doc Carlo Kahukum. Welcome to Unshocked. And we are so glad uh, that you agreed to be part of our inaugural episode. Can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, greetings to everyone and greetings to you. I'm Dr. Carlo Angelo Kahukum. Uh, right now, I'm the president of the Philippine Society of Colon and Rectal Surgeons. So we are the ones who manage, diagnose, and treat patients, particularly the surgical part of it, of those who have diseases on the colon, the rectum, and the anus. So there you go. We're probably uh, sometimes called the asshole surgeons, <laughs> literally, but uh, we don't mind. Okay, okay. Just to interject here, I'm not talking to some run-of-the-mill practitioner. He's actually, you know, he's the actually he's the, the president, president of, the, of, the, of the, the society of uh, proctologists in the Philippines. So, 
Yeah, he knows his stuff. He knows okay. his stuff. <laughs> he knows his stuff. Okay, let, let's just uh, hear some more. Could you uh, please do tell our listeners and our viewers, how do Filipinos clean themselves You know, when, when they do their uh, business? Yeah, the, the, those news abroad in the Western part of the world was really crazy. And it's kind of weird for us Filipinos because traditionally, uh, we, we are, and up to now, we're still used to uh, the conventional soap and water approach in cleaning our behinds. Uh, we have that, what we call the tabo. It's a plastic container that you can use for getting water and cleaning your behind. Uh, comparing it to the U.S. or probably there in Australia, they're much used to the toilet paper to clean their butts. So yes, that's yes. the main difference. Okay, let me just cut it here. So, so he was clear about that. Filipinos, when he says the conventional cleaning method is really just soap and water. Um, but let, let's hear some more of what he has to say. But I can say also that as uh, the generation comes to this era, uh, we tend to be westernized. You're saying Here that in uh, Philippines. Philippines, yeah, yeah, in the Philippines. Yeah, in the Philippines. Yeah, More people uh, are you know, getting used to the idea of using toilet paper. Yes, we're getting that idea. But then again, it's not like the end of the world if we lose some or if we don't have one because we do know how to clean it up even without toilet paper. Uh, Ellen, getting back to what you said, right? Um, Dr. Carlo uh, concedes that among the newer generation of Filipinos, people are getting familiar with the use of toilet paper. There are some people who are still comfortable you know, without toilet paper, but would you agree with what he said? Yeah, it, it depends on your upbringing. I guess some Filipinos, even they're, they're in the Philippines, think differently. And some okay. Filipinos who are overseas think still like they're in the Philippines. Uh, again, this is based on my personal experience, my, my family, my friends, and people I know mm -hmm. who've uh, either stayed in the Philippines or mm -hmm. have moved. So they tend to really behave differently. And they can, I cannot, cannot really generalize that or even notice that Oh, they tend to behave in a certain way when they do this. It really varies, depends on the person and the things going around them. Okay. Were, were, were the differences clear to you, Nathan? I mean, coming <clears throat> from your end of the woods, you know? Obviously, yeah. It's sort of people in the Philippines, uh, uh, again, um, as you and Alan said, they're adopting more Western ways. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. and I think you know, it's probably it's probably true in a lot of you know developing countries, third world countries. Yes, there. it's probably true. In, yeah, I've you know travelled and even lived in you know developing countries, mm -hmm. and again there was a combination. Yes, toilet paper was was available, was certainly available for, for you know me as a Westerner. You know, true, true. Um, yeah, but, yeah. If you're a Westerner, toilet paper mm -hmm. can be available to you. That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. but if I travelled out into the country, sometimes there were situations that wasn't so much the case all the time. <laughs> you couldn't reach for it. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, it wasn't there, but um, <laughs> not very often. So, not very often. <laughs> um, you know, once again, it's kind of like the the the, the culture of the West sort of creeping around creeping the world. Around. You know, maybe it has something to do with globalisation a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I don't know that we could go so far as to say it's colonialism or imperialism, but you know, it's kind of. You, I mean, you could say that. You know, you could yeah. say that. But but mm. uh, but but it's clear to you that you know, F- Filipinos can actually do without it. I mean, the, 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 absolutely, the, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah okay. totally. I, and, yeah. <laughs> but you gotta hear what I asked him a bit further down. Okay, sure. Would you be able to give your opinion on which would be more hygienic? Is one method better than the other? Well, uh, if we are to use uh, some scientific evidence. There are not a lot of literature written comparing these methods of using the toilet paper or the water or the bidet. If you will go through these literatures and articles, they will just be telling us that whichever works for you, there's okay. uh, no superior method. Personally, of course, because we're used to the soap and water, I'll be more comfortable using that. And I do believe, in a personal sense, in my opinion, that it's more effective cleaning rather than the tissue. So again, that's a personal opinion. Wait, uh, I have to be honest. Okay, as a Filipino, I wasn't born with toilet paper. I never grew up with it. So, okay. so I first started becoming aware that you know you you could use toilet paper when I began visiting uh, shopping centers in the Philippines because. Over at my house, we we don't we never use toilet paper in 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 the bathroom, never, never. But 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 when I started going to the shopping centers, that's where I saw cubicles with toilet paper in them and no, well well no water. <laughs> I I mean no water for for my personal use. I probably encountered that when I was maybe eight years old. What I'm saying is, for eight years, I haven't been using toilet paper at all. <laughs> so that that was the first time I really uh, got to think that, hey, I mean, people actually use toilet paper for that purpose. <laughs> I was quite surprised by some of the things the doctor was saying, though. Like, okay, in terms of what 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 methods better, it's like, yes, I I can see the value of. of Using water um, and, and not using toilet paper, um, but um, it, it is, uh, you, you mean yeah, it's really a surprise hearing it from a medical professional that yeah, th- there's no uh, definitive uh, conclusion. Yeah, I, I expected to, <laughs> there to be one or the other, but you know, okay. uh, <laughs> but you know, there's certainly advantages, advantages and disadvantages of. of both methods, you know, like <laughs> the thing, thing that also, I guess, you know, okay, you can, might experience chafing with paper. Um, it's rare, <laughs> but it happens. But um, okay, okay, okay. in terms of the, the soap and water, um, I mean, I, I understand water, but maybe not soap. You, you certainly don't want to, you know, presumably there's another cake of soap for the shower, I'm guessing, you know. You'd, oh, you'd, yeah. To your mind, well, you know, to your mind, the use soap. of the use of soap gives you discomfort, you know, some misgivings. No, the the, the hygiene factor of okay. you know, like you, you don't want to wash down there, wash wash your bottom with soap, and then use the same soap in the shower for the rest of your body. <laughs> okay, 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 like, okay. Like, I presume I presume that's not the case. Like, <laughs> okay. How about you, Ellen? Did you also feel some surprise? About his, I mean, the doctor's, um, yeah, 
response? Comment. Surprisingly not. It's like saying uh-huh. it's just, I guess, um, more important because it's, it's, it's down there. But I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just think of it as the same way as how do you brush your teeth? Oh, it's ridiculous how you brush your teeth. You should be flossing afterwards or you should be doing yes, mouthwash yes. or something. So just like different ways of washing your hair. And I cannot believe you shampoo your hair like that. Shouldn't, should be like this. So it's probably like that. Yeah. So I, I guess it's what, what they're saying. Um, as long as it's really clean, the question is how, what do you mean by clean? So mm-hmm, maybe that's what yes. the difference really lies. Like for me, I'm clean. For some people, after doing your business, you're still wet. That's not clean to me. But some oh, people, as long okay. as, I, as I'm dry, I'm clean. So yeah, I guess it's, it's more how you clean yourself, yourself after that. Um, I, but again, there's some, I guess, um, level of discomfort for each and for, for some people, but ended up still cleaning up yourself. I have to admit, I didn't think of it that way. I mean, when you, Nathan, said that, you know, if you're going to use soap to clean yourself down there, you better be careful not to use the same soap in other places. <laughs> yeah, and I, I never, it, it never really crossed my mind that way, but, you know... I I, 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 they, I I get where you're coming from. I absolutely get where yeah, you're coming I think, from. Yeah, if I may add to that, when I was young, I think I've been to a to a toilet where they they had a a, a, <laughs> a common brand they use for the soap just for the toilet. Okay. So yeah. it's usually the like a like a like a freebie. It's a tiny one. Okay. And it's it's, a- I forgot the I forgot the brand, but they tend to be just for the for the toilet and they don't really smell nice for the body. I'm not sure if that's intentional. I'm not sure where that was made. But I remember it's like a mocha color. Um it's a brown, it's a brown. But it, yeah, but it's but yeah, brown. yeah, good that you raised that because I, I I've seen a household where they have a specific soap soap for that and separate. Usually they for Filipinos, Nathan, they they I'm not sure about now, but Back in the day, they loved to use really sweet-smelling, really, really rich-smelling um, um, bar soap. So they'd never mm-hmm. rarely use, back in the day again, I'm not sure mm-hmm. about now, liquid soap. Yeah. And it's always yeah, definitely going to stand out yeah. as opposed to the toilet bar soap. Good. I'm not yeah. sure, again, if most households <laughs> use the same. I would think... Again, my guess they may prefer sweet smelling for their for the toilet. I'm not sure, but, but I've seen <laughs> yeah, weird bath soaps, and I did just for the toilet. So I'm not sure if it's really meant for that or not. So, so, so yeah. you know, so, thanks so, for clearing that up. It is weird, weird smelling. It's not even yeah. It's a it's like light brown. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Cutting it is is definitely going to help. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but good that you mentioned that because I remember, I remember that. <laughs> Can you just imagine, you know, having a, a bar of soap separately for <laughs> a bath soap? Yeah, well, if I was in the Philippines, I would know the difference. A bath soap. Sorry, if I traveled to the Philippines, I wouldn't know the difference. If there was a, a, <laughs> a round little bar soap in, in the shower, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, you would differentiate it. It's like it's it's a problem for foreigners traveling there. You know? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, again, I see where you're coming from. It feels great to know that you're probably enjoying our banter, which is why you're still here with us. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. 
all those links provided in the description. Send us your culture questions. We would like you to tell us what you want to talk about. And we will listen. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. So bring it on. We can take it. And now, back to our program. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to, you know, play some more of this. Uh, there are also some issues as to the use of uh, toilet paper because it's like rubbing a piece of paper creating friction that might produce some injury and scratches within the butt. Whoa! Yeah, to the skin. Of course, not all skin types are equal. There are those uh, who have some contact dermatitis to the toilet paper and that really depends on the what uh, ingredients <laughs> that were included okay. in those toilet paper. You know that we have different types of toilet paper and some will be you know fortified with some aloe vera some with uh oil based so we have to uh tailor a particular paper but the material a particular of paper. material okay. yeah for uh, an individual i really wasn't too aware of the different types yeah. of material for toilet paper and can you say that there are toilet papers that are laced somehow with aloe vera or whatever other chemicals? Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're oh. out there. They're you know different varieties and um, you know I guess different uh, thickness and softness and things Whoa. like that. So it's what you're saying, Nathan, is a person can develop a preference for the type of toilet paper they would buy. Is that what you're saying? Most certainly can. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so if, you, if you like a particular, if you like a particular aloe vera or the softness okay. of it, or two ply or something like that, it's uh, um, yeah. So people can get yeah, picky. Can, yeah, some of them are some some toilet papers are pretty posh, you know, like it's <laughs> market. So it's possible that if there is a supply problem somehow. Mm-hmm. An additional problem for the toilet paper user is being left with the type that he, he or she doesn't like to use. Is that, that right? That would, have, that would have to slum it, yes. <laughs> so so it, if you're allergic somehow to other mm-hmm. types and that's what you're left with. That's right. You could th- wind th- up with some <laughs> issues, yeah. Ah, uh, tissues okay. cause you issues. <laughs> how how about you, Ellen? D- do you have a preference? I mean, no, I mean you, I, you're I, not I, you're not to say what it is. I, I'm just asking if I if just, you I develop. Just heard the contact, yeah, I just heard the contact dermat- dermatitis, and I and I can relate to it because the moment that the allergen touches really that spot, you'll have mm. an allergy straight away just on that area. <laughs> so I can imagine the pain someone goes through. Someone has a that allergy for using a a a, um, a toilet paper with that whatever is in the toilet paper. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. yeah, I was just laughing because I know there's aloe vera. I don't know if there's a toilet paper with vitamin E or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Anything it, it, to make it probably is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, don't make anything these days. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm sort of laughing about it, but. You know, I imagine some people are taking this seriously. It's like, a, you know, you have to be careful with what you wipe yourself with. I, I guess. You know? uh, if you, if yeah, I if know, yeah. 
yeah, an allergy or dermatitis. Yeah, it's actually okay. could be quite serious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Someone, yeah, I know someone who's got the same yeah um, allergy with a certain fabric or toilet paper or even paper towel or even wipes. So oh. they're very careful with it, and they usually just tend to use the natural like a uh, cloth that you just throw away or um, yeah, anything natural. And it's really surprising that um, we don't, uh, I mean, coming, I, I mean, I'm sort of in between coming from the Philippines and then yes, 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 moving to Australia, there's almost zero um, cases of allergies in the Philippines related to the skin. <laughs> That's what I wanted to As say. Yeah. To Australia, um, they're very, very, they, there's a lot with, with allergies, kids, having allergies with um, gluten, which is really unheard of in the Philippines. And what I was told is it's in relation to to uh-huh. your microorganism or micro, I don't know what Oh, you're, called, you're like, saying the microbiome in the, in the gut. Makeup of your body. So, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it changes, it changes based on where you're situated at. So in the Philippines, because it's sort of, call it dirty, I don't really care. But yeah, they say we <laughs> don't use some paper so that we're dirty or Filipinos are dirty. There's there's zero cases of again almost of any allergy related mm-hmm. to the skin, but or even no no not just not just the skin allergy in general. And and mm-hmm. then they say it's because of the antibodies not working that hard mm-hmm. when you're in an area where you're probably not as mm-hmm. we don't build up a defense in our body. That's oh, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the irony yeah, of the, it all. That's uh, <laughs> one of the theories that yeah, they they say yeah. Let's just hear out a bit more of this. So another thing is that uh, we do encounter some fissures uh, in our in the anal canal or the anal verge. So these are small scratches or cracks that develop when we you know when we are constipated when we strain. All of us uh, experienced and encountered those small cracks. We call them anal fissures. But at the end of the day, they just spontaneously resolve on their own. But imagine if we have some cracks there or some scratches, and then we use a rough type piece of paper or any material for that matter, then it can aggravate those uh, anal fissures that could lead to, you know, injury and some bleeding. Especially if this is uh, the chronic type, then yeah. Okay. If we are to use water with a pressure gradient like those coming from the bidet, this can also injure uh, some of the tissues there, particularly those with hemorrhoidal piles, those with hemorrhoids. And again, those who uh, who develop fissures or those small cracks and small scratches. Okay. We have to be very careful about this uh, water pressure that will really hit uh, in the area because it's quite sensitive. Uh, This could probably be comparable to the injury that can be caused by the toilet paper. That, That could be confusing because I just want to clarify that he was referring to bidets and that's another thing you too have probably been, you know, to other. I, I'm pretty sure you've been to Japan, maybe, or or some similar place where they use bidets. I mean, in the Philippines, they also use bidets. They call it aspos. <laughs> <laughs> but 
sorry, it's the, the you know the, the one with the jet of water <laughs> instead of you know free flowing water. A free flowing water uh, could probably not give us those types of disadvantages. Oh, but, you you mean uh, using okay. just the yeah. you know the the tabo? Yeah, if we we use the tabo, it will just let it flow slowly across the creases of our butt cheeks and uh-huh. in the uh, middle uh, convexity, whatever you call that. So, uh, free flowing water uh, would probably not uh, injure damage too much in that area. Water is still the safest uh, solution or liquid there is, but not necessarily an advantage of water for cleaning because as I've said, some of the articles in the literature will tell us that uh, there's no difference. Okay, so he just mentioned something terrifying. <laughs> you know, when you when you hear fissure, you know, it's like a calamity. <laughs> it's like a disaster. <laughs> you know, that happens to yeah. the earth. You know, not necessarily to your body, but. But let me ask you, Nathan, you don't really think about those, right? I mean, you're just using paper. You don't uh, really... This, I guess it's just habit. I'm just used to, used to paper and that's all there is about it, really. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like in, um, in Australian toilets are not really, I guess, set up particularly well to, to, to use water or public toilets in shopping centres or anything. Oh. There's no... There's no, I don't know what you call those little plastic things you, you use. Um, none of those and, you know, um, no little taps anywhere that you could access water. You'd have to, like, go out of the cubicle, go to the yes, sink, yes, where yes. wash your hands and then go back kind of thing. If, and, and you'd have to have your own little bucket as well. You'd have to carry it with you when you went shopping in your bag. And um, <laughs> But, look, I mean, if you, you know, suffering from anal fissures then you know maybe that's what you do you just you know, <laughs> carry it with you take it you know as you enter the toilet you know <laughs> fill it up and then go into the cubicle and hopefully you don't need any more water but you know like, but you know i did mention chafing earlier so you know like in yeah in any of those situations yeah i actually see that you know the, the advantage of water is definitely you know a, a plus in in certainly that situation yeah how about how about you, Ellen? You, you're not really, you know, you you were more concerned about allergies. That's that's what but I. I don't know. My my understanding was the way he said it was that he's referring to uh, maybe someone with a special case, like an extreme cases. Okay. Where you would already have a chronic case because he said something about chronic. Yeah, a chronic that's condition. That that may be not the best option. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and again, my understanding is I may be wrong that um, he concluded that 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 water may be the best option for people with chronic issues in chronic, terms of, yeah, in yeah. terms of sensitivity in that area, but <laughs> not as a general rule. Yeah, just you know, you just get a feel how how knowledgeable and passionate he is <laughs> about <laughs> sensitivities. <laughs> so um, let, let's hear out some more of what he has to say. Can you really tell the difference whether one person uses the toilet paper or not? I mean, would you well, see the difference? Yeah, there, there are. Oh, uh, you, you would also uh, see the difference. I get that. Yeah, there are uh, cases or patients that I see that immediately I can tell that uh, he or she could probably be using some sort of uh, a wipe 
or wipe okay. because so, so you there are some that. evidences of uh, uh-huh. scratches and you'll see the direction of the scratch or the fissures that they're using comparing it to those who are just using the bidet or the tabo. It's like when he says there are scratches when you use paper, <laughs> it sort of brings to mind that you get scarring somehow <laughs> when you use paper. I, I don't want anyone to imagine it, but you know when he said there were scratches, I don't it's know. Too I mean, light. <laughs> <laughs> that too much <laughs> yeah, there's too much information. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Nathan, let me be honest here. From my conversation with the doctor, he says there's no major difference in terms of hygiene, but from what he keeps saying about scratches and allergies and, you know, it's an implication that water is still the safest substance that could really touch your skin. But is that what you're hearing from him or do you have uh, a different impression? Um, no, that's pretty much the impression I'm getting too, actually. Um, I mean, I, the more I hear about this, I, I keep changing my mind on methods here. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was always, you know, sort of, you know, a paper man growing up with paper, but then I think, well, hang on, you know, yes, I understand the problems of chafing. And and then he talks about, goes deeper into, you know, the anal fishes and things like that. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, now and I'm starting to change my mind to, to water, but then he says water pressure is a problem. It's like then I think, okay, now I'm going back to paper. But, you know, yeah, gen- gentle water seems to be um, probably the, the safest, I think. That's that's the impression I have. So. How about you, Ellen? Does any of this sort of come as a surprise, even if uh, you're familiar with, you know, Filipino habits? Uh, it, 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 so I, yeah, the, there's an, there's a, he added the bidet and that's, we, we haven't really discussed much about the bidet, but it may, it made sense um, that it makes sense that the, um, the pressure can be a bit of an issue, especially with someone with a sensitive skin. I can understand because I've used um, bidet in in um, in Asian countries in Singapore. Yeah, okay, in Singapore they have bidets. So they tend to have really strong pressure, and I thought, oh, um, it's it's you know it's it's I don't know if it's a good thing, but when I was using it, but now that he mentioned it, my impression was well, well, he was referring to what mm-hmm. is safe to you. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, it's safe the free flowing, which is I think free flowing, which is tabo because tabo yes, is so. a, it's a jug. Like a mini jug, so you pour water, and um, you, you obviously use the pressure that you need as in, as you see fit. But um, you you you, you control the the flow. <laughs> the flow. So bidet yeah. you cannot control. Depends on okay. whether you have a good water pressure in the area or in the building, because they tend to be in the Asian countries again. But um, my impression from the doctor was that. It is the safest, but um, if you have, that's that's not counting whether you have a condition, whether you have specific preference, and what you think is safe. And personally, um, apart from just my my impression, is I think it depends on what you think is safe, and always with the with the advice of the specialist of uh, someone with an expertise. So if you think you have a condition and you think you're fine, I guess if you if you think you're using bidet for instance and you've never really noticed that it's never been safe you'll probably notice that you you feel a bit of stain yeah. and that's when you probably start to think twice about using bidet so i think it's just more play by ear you know the options you know what's safe and if you're unsure get an expert i guess okay okay 
So this is where it's all leading. I asked him, what is the difference in terms of contracting COVID-19? Is there really a risk whether you're using one thing over the other? Do the risks change? Okay, so so I'm going to go ahead and play that. Hi, we're glad that you're enjoying our episode up to this point. But we would also like to know what you think. What other stuff would you like us to discuss in the future? We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. And by the way, if you want to rate us on whatever platform you're on, please, please go ahead. And now, back to our program. I asked him about toilet paper, water, or, you know, using either and rela- in, in relation to COVID-19 infection. And this is what he said. COVID-19 infection. Does it really make a difference if a person uses toilet paper or not? Well, for one, because, uh, again, cultural differences, I can say, at least in our setting, Filipinos, immediately after washing our hands, we have that rug beside, you know, the faucet or what we call basahan to dry our hands, Uh right? And uh, comparing it again to Western culture, they still need to use the uh, napkin that's disposable. Now, when we talk about that, uh, I think that will be a point for the napkin. I'm not really talking about the toilet paper that's ah, used okay, for. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did, did you get what he was saying? Sorry, he had some difficulty with pronouncing rag. Let me just explain this uh, because, you know, whether you use toilet paper or whether you use water, like Filipinos, you know, what he was saying is you have to wash your hands afterwards. And he was correct in saying that in the Philippines, many households uh, have a rag or a dry piece of cloth hanging just beside the faucet. Mm-hmm. So after you wash your hands with soap and water, you, you use that to dry your hands. And it's not really out of place for that rag to stay there mm-hmm. and get used by other people. And that's where he says there may be some risk as opposed to using a disposable paper towel after washing your hands because, you know, you, you just use it once, that, that particular piece of towel, and then throw it away, which is actually safer, presuming that COVID-19 actually settles on surfaces and, and you can catch it when you touch the same surface. Nathan, do you still use a drying cloth or it's my impression that it's more prevalent in you know in Australia to use a paper towel instead of a drying cloth um well in probably most people's homes um mm-hmm. we is a towel like just a hand towel that's that's common next to the the sink oh um, um, in public toilets, it's always hand towels or a hand yeah, dryer. It's, it's a hand towel or a hand dryer. Um, yeah, you'll you'll never share anything in a public toilet. Yeah, in mo- most times, it's still a, a you know a cloth. So, 
Um, oh, so, so yeah. it it's used repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. By many members of, of the household. Okay. Yeah. Or hopefully, you know, if they everyone has their own towel. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a guest in someone's home, it's still often there's a towel there. You know, you still have to use a hand towel. It's, it was my understanding that uh, somehow paper towels are also popular somehow. And, and a lot of uh, households actually do use paper towels for drying your hands after using the sink. Um, I mean, since COVID-19, it's um, certainly um, become more popular. But in people's homes I've been to, I uh, can't say I've noticed many. I've, it's um, And also I think because the restrictions have lifted and we're kind of moving back into our older habits that we're, we're, we're kind oh, of going back to okay. But even even in the strictest lockdowns, um, well, I mean, I wasn't really visiting other people's houses anyway. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't recall going to anyone's places and them having individual hand towels or wipes. So, yeah. So Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ellen? Have you gotten habituated to using disposable paper towels for drying your hands? Uh, yeah, so I do it different. <clears throat> not consistent so we have a paper towel at home because Don works in the hospital and we have this dispenser so it's just really handy you buy the paper towel fill, uh, refills in in bulk so they're they're not as expensive and um, I actually have my own um, hand towel um, and okay. I tend to when I'm in public places I would either use the paper towel or just air dry because I don't believe in the dryers. It still uses the air circulating in the toilet that I'm not comfortable with. But again, it's just a personal preference. It's probably because I grew up with my mom teaching me to use the toilet paper, use the water, and then dry it again with, with toilet paper because she believes being dry is just to um, combat any infection. So the, the more the, you know, those areas are wet, the more you spread infection. So I'd rather yeah, air dry sometimes if I feel there's no paper towel in public toilets or there's only air dryer. So okay, again, personal okay. preference. Yeah, yeah, personal preference. He has more to say about this. Uh, let me just uh, let you listen to more of it. Uh, of course, the toilet paper, which is sometimes just lying there in what they call that, uh, hanging just near the toilet wait uh let me just clarify that he was having some difficulty what he meant by hanging there uh i i understand is you have a toilet paper dispenser just beside you on the bowl so Correct. it's sort of just suspended you know uh near you within easy reach that was what he was saying so yeah let me just continue uh in the public if it's there, it's not uh -huh, that yes. personal. Uh -huh. uh, so, and we know how viruses and bacteria can be transferred through fomites and through contact. Oh, Comparing yeah. it to uh -huh. water that is uh, new and will be fresh coming out of the faucet yeah, or okay. even the bidet. Uh -huh. Not to mention its uh, relation with soap. So, Again, uh, that will probably uh, be a more safe um, approach to cleaning, comparing it to, uh, to the toilet paper that is there in the public. But if you do have 
uh, you know, personal toilet paper with you that you have in your bag or whatever. Of course, that's uh, safe. And that could probably be one reason why they had to stock up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, okay. So so that got me thinking what he said. <laughs> that, you know, if, if toilet paper is in public, it's a fomite. It's like multiple people handle it. And so when you pull on it, you, you, you don't really have any idea who else might have handled it before you. How, how, about, you, yeah, how about you, Ellen? Did, did it ever cross your mind that toilet paper in public toilets on dispensers could worryingly also harbor some infectious stuff. What got me thinking was what he said in the end, right? He said, it's safer if you have your own personal toilet paper roll with you. Depends on my understanding of the place I'm going to, I guess. Um, like in the Philippines, I would carry one myself. Um, oh, okay. But in Australia, I never had an issue. When I go to the U.S. with where my where my sister and my my dad lives, I have no issue bringing along my own personal. If I think about it, you know, if I really wanted to be careful, I would do the same thing. If I was convinced that having toilet paper to use for myself was really necessary, I, I'd probably panic. Yeah, I'd probably buy up whatever I could so I could carry one around with me. Anywhere I go, so that, that that's one possible reason why you'd want to have so much. It, it is possible, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody that actually did that. You know, during the pandemic, you know, like, oh, okay. and took with it wherever they went. You know, admittedly, I, I do have a, a spare one in the boot of my car okay. uh, in case I, I go out. Like to a park or somewhere like that, because sometimes a public toilet in a park might not have any because they've run out. Um, yeah. That was uh, that was sound advice given to me by my father, and I've been following it. I haven't had a problem yet. I haven't been to a place where I've run out, so I've never had to use it. I, I <laughs> think you know people who were panic buying and buying up bulk. I think we're, we're just stocking it at home. Um, I okay. yeah. I, Pretty sure it was that was the reason, and not to you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see see the issue. Certainly, yeah, you know, when you're rolling it off, yeah, and somebody else is touching it. So again, I think, you know, but I guess you know, if you're using the, I'm not sure what you call the little the little plastic bucket. I mean, I don't know if that's any more hygienic. You know, oh, okay, if, if <laughs> all the people are using that. Then um, I guess there's no such thing as 100% clean, even the water. That the doctor was saying that you use from the bidet, you never know where that whether the water is contaminated. So, yeah, if you know, people are touching the same bucket, then it could, you know, could you know, uh, it could it could also better. be a mode of transmission. I guess we can never really guarantee a hundred percent cleanliness on everything. So I guess it depends on your understanding of where you are, what kind of public toilet or toilet you're using, whether um, a residential or public. Well. Actually, that was what I was uh, actually aiming for, that last insight from him about COVID-19. Anyway, thank you, Dr. Carlo, for uh, being a gracious interviewee. Uh, Certainly, you gave a lot of insight. Um, In terms of uh, the relation between toilet paper and COVID-19, did the information somehow give you an idea of how things really stand? Uh, 
Was there anything that uh, the doctor mentioned that didn't occur to you before? Uh, how, how about you, Nathan? Um, Is there anything new quite there? A quite a lot uh, across the whole interview, not necessarily just about the, the COVID-19 oh, okay, situation. Just, lots, of, lots of interesting things there, you know, about you know, the injuries and anal fissures and then, you know, pressure <laughs> from the days. Um, you know, I, I didn't think about any of that, you know, but, um, yeah, in terms of the COVID-19 itself, no, not, not a lot there that I um, hadn't thought about. But I, although I, I, I must admit, you know, actually carrying a role with you everywhere you go is sort of not something I'd really thought about either. So, yeah. Personally, I mean, just thinking about what he said, that there, there, there may be some infectious stuff in a role that would be publicly available in a stall. Sort of totally. makes me do a to double take. H how about you, Ellen? What, was there anything there that you'd never thought of or gave you a new perspective somehow about what he said? Yeah, what I've, what I've, what I've gathered from the interview is, is probably something really basic that um, I never thought that I would just treat it as a normal skin. So just how you clean yourself. And um, not because you don't see it, you know, that you just do ignore it or probably didn't think about it. I, uh, that's just what I've, what I've, um, what I've taken from that interview that I should treat it as a, as my skin. And, 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 and um, as long as I, yeah, again, believe in what you think is a better way of cleaning yourself, then that should be, that should be fine. How about you, Nathan? Do, do you know more fully? Have a sense of how people can live without toilet papers or not. Do you, do you, do you see that being entirely possible? You know, the next time you, you go to a house where there's really no toilet paper anywhere. I mean, whenever you go to a toilet, you just see water there and soap. Well, well can, can you at least conceive of how, how things are done then? I mean, I can. <laughs> I, um, I, I can see how, how things are done. Um, perhaps not in Australia because. Yeah. You know, we, we we don't have the little plastic bucket okay. to um, you know, or anything like that. So um, if you at someone's house and you run out of toilet paper, you, you, you're probably in big trouble. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like you know, there is a there is a sink, but you know um, you can't really manage yeah, with yeah, the sink. <laughs> Going to be a bit difficult, but but. Um, but certainly, the if it's you know set up correctly, and and you know how how it's done in the Philippines, and you know, I've, like I said, I've been to other countries yes. uh, that have been similar, and 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 you know, use the little bucket and and things like that. So I have have been in that situation where there hasn't been toilet paper, and yes. I've, uh, I'm sure other people could cope. So oh, you know, okay. and <laughs> I think that if um, the pandemic continues, or maybe if there's another pandemic in the future, then yeah. you know it will be a good thing for um, Australians to adopt the, the Eastern. J just, just as a contingency, you know. I mean, it, yes. it's really your own preference, but um, yeah, you, you can see how you can adopt something for the circumstances that call for it. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and necessity is the, the mother of all yes, invention. Yes, yes. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, it, it probably will be cheaper as well. So, you know, and, you know, 
there won't be any fights in the in the supermarkets. <laughs> that's, um, what I, that's what that was. But I was thinking, if only these people knew that you can somehow subsist. I mean, I mean, okay. Given you have no choice, there's no more toilet paper on the shelves. You can still mm-hmm. improvise. There is a method to do it safely. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Ellen? Does it uh, did it change your mind about just uh, you know water instead of using both? Or <laughs> well, yeah, when I can, I would rather use the toilet paper. Okay. but it doesn't mean that I will. I have to cope when I need to cope. So I've been to places where. Um, I just have to close my eyes and just take it. You know, no choice, but given the choice, definitely. Why would I deprive myself if there's a yes. uh, a better way? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that, that that's what it is. It sounds like to me. I mean, a toilet paper shortage can happen anywhere else in the world, but I I know how to clean myself without toilet paper, and I, I'm I'll be confident that I can do it safely. I would also like to ask our listeners and our viewers if you have an opinion about this, if you're indifferent to it, or you learn something new, or you've changed your mind somehow. We would like to hear from you. You know, what do you think? It was a great interview and a great discussion. I really appreciate that you were here to join us, Ellen and Nathan. Um, we're going to talk about uh, lots more other things in the future. Just hang on to your seats because um, we're just getting started. Uh, talking about toilet paper might have really pushed some boundaries. Uh, we're going to push more. Uh, thank you. You said, hang on. When uh, you yes. said hang on to your seats, did you say hang on to your toilet seats? Or? <laughs> Next time, we will be uh, focusing on another topic. And we'll see you here again. Bye-bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yep, first episode done. But of course, we're not absolutely done. We're just starting. In fact, we already have the topic of our next episode right in line. Hello, my name is Reggie and I'm from the Philippines. I actually have a question about India. Whenever I come across the expression, there are no sacred cows, it sort of reminds me that over in India, cows are pretty much sacred. And every once in a while, I get to wonder how cows are venerated over there. For this episode, the Unshocked Podcasters slash Videocasters you heard from were Ellen Desiar Espiritu, uh, that sort of comes with a dash in the middle. Nathan Wilson, my good friend from Newcastle. Dr. Carlo Kahukok, our medical expert on bums and bottoms. And myself, Reggie. Yep, all four of us actually sort of wrote the script and directed ourselves. Music comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. We're looking forward to see you again. And we'd really like to hear from you. So send us an email or visit our social media. All the links in the description. Send us your culture questions. We'd like to know what you want us to talk about. And give us your comments, your opinions, your suggestions. Yep, make our ears bleed. We would like that. Um, Till next time, be kind and safe. And we will 
we will unshock you.